Welcome to the Lee Bishop Studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you need a logo, be sure to check out Lee Bishop Designs on Facebook. Uh, look, I know I don't usually create an episode so close to each other, but obviously there's a special circumstance in place here. Even after I did a live broadcast with Jose Valente at midnight last night, everything we talked about is basically irrelevant. That's how fast this information is changing. That's how fast this information is changing. Joining me today is my boss from out of line, Brian Feldman. Brian, how are you? I'm doing good, Spencer. Just trying to avoid the coronavirus. That's all. I guess every. I mean, that's pro, that's what everyone's talking about, right? I mean, that's dominating every single conversation. It's it's to that point definitely by now. You want it, You want it, You want a great. You want a great little cliche today. I just got done telling somebody this, and really, it's it's funny, but it's almost true. I used to. I used to, when I had to fart, I used to cough to cover a fart. Now I'm <laughs> farting to cover a cough. I've I know. never imagined that would happen in a million years. I had a dry throat today, and I, I almost wanted to kind of, you know, get it out of my out of my system. But I was like, gosh, if I, even if I make a sound, you know, people might shoot me. So <laughs> it, it is. Can you uh, imagine if you walk into a, you walk up to a girl and you said, "Listen, would you rather have me cough or fart?" And she's gonna, she, you know, what her answer is gonna be? Can I just take a couple of steps back so it doesn't smell? <laughs> Exactly. That actually might be a good pickup line soon, you know, saying like, I'm, you know, I don't have the, I don't have the coronavirus, so I'm one of your best suitors, basically. It may, it, they may not have a choice go. at some point. That's right. Pick me. I'm the only, I'm the only eligible healthy bachelor. That's right. Before I came into the studio, I, I will say, in case anyone's wondering, I wiped it down with disinfectant. There is a, I'm, I almost want to post it online, but please take my rec. Please take my word for it. I brought disinfectant with me to the studio, wiped everything down that I'm touching. So I myself am very clean. <laughs> um, I wanted to open up today's show just talking about, because there are tons of sources out there and people are saying a bunch of crazy stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but I'm getting my news personally from the CDC. And I'm, I'm not an expert in science, obviously, but I'm just going to give everyone listening. This is what I've heard, and these are the safest practices so far to limit the spread of the disease. Don't touch your face. You hear that a lot. Don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your nose. And, you know, don't touch door handles. Don't stock up on masks and stuff like that. Masks don't actually help you in anything. They just prevent you from touching your face, which is something you can do without a mask. Um, other than that, try to stay at least six feet away from people and... I mean, that's really all we can do and wash your hands, of course, for at least 20 seconds with hot water. Anything else that you've heard, Brian, that you feel comfortable uh, talking to the people about just safe practices? As far as what, Spencer? What do you mean safe practices? You know, like other than washing your hands and like what I, I you know, I just. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, think, I think everything. I think, you know, it's funny today because I'm seeing all different kinds of bumps for greetings. There's a greeting bump for, um, there's a greeting bump for, um, what, for fist pumping. Now people are elbow bumping. And I've heard the latest is foot bumping. And today I saw somebody go to foot bump, and he said, wait a minute, you're wearing open-toed shoes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, this, actually, I've been thinking about that a lot. We may, this may be the end of handshakes as we know it. Are you? I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, I do kind of miss – that does feel like a very personal and actually, like, you know, good thing to do, you know, it, because you're really connecting with that person. But – I think we're gonna have to start living with fist bumps at this point. Oh my God! Pretty soon, Spencer, this world's gonna be—it's all gonna be artificial insemination, and sex will be virtual, and we won't <laughs> have to worry about diseases anymore. I guess you're right. Maybe maybe we'll go into the cryo chamber and wait till this passes by. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
trans I, just transitioning a little bit into our first segment before we get into you know obviously the impact it has on sports this is a sports podcast i want to talk about our own personal experiences like you know how is it affecting your immediate life brian you know i mean spencer it's it's, it's affecting everything put it this way we just talked about it today out of line we'll, we'll do a show this sunday and if the world continues to stay you know in, in the hell in a handbasket mode i'm probably going to shut down the show for a good uh you know, a good couple of weeks because I don't think people want us to sit there and talk about the coronavirus. And sooner or later, NASCAR and golf will be done too. I, if they're not done yet, golf is and golf announced already. Problem. It's yeah, golf's done. Golf's done. Oh, well, yeah. So it's going to be pretty soon. It's going to be nothing. And uh, you know, and we're not going to we're not going to have sports shows talking about jacks and tiddlywinks. So yeah. um, you know, I mean, it, I, it, it's affecting all of our life. And, you know, media life and everything else. It's like I said, Spencer. I personally right now have a cold. I'm at home and not in the studio with you for uh, for this reason. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and the bottom line is it's crazy because it's a cold. My daughter has a cold. She's better back at work, 100% healthy. And I've got the exact same symptoms, and I'm on the upward swing again. But And I'm, I got tons of energy. I feel great. My cough was not a dry cough. It was a wet cough. But it doesn't matter. Like I said, you cough right now in public, and people look at you like you have the bubonic plague, like it's returned again. And basically it has. Yeah, and uh, we won't talk about where, but you also, you know, talking about vacation, maybe not just yours, but everybody's, if you're planning on taking vacation, that may not even be a possibility anymore. And even if you get on that plane, you don't know if you'll be stuck on that plane. You don't know if you'll be able to get back to the state where you live in. So that's also a major concern. Big time. I mean, as you know, I uh, like you said, I've had a vacation plan for a long time uh, going out of the country. And um, I'm pretty sure that that is going to be thwarted. And now we were talking about taking a domestic vacation, but it was a, an island surround, a couple of islands surrounded by water. And even though it's still the United States, um, it would be a rather expensive place to get stuck for two or three months if it's not my home. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'll, and I'll talk a little bit about my own personal experience. I go to school at UNLV, and I just got a message today that every class is going full digital. I will not have classes in person anymore for the rest of the semester. And they're expecting teachers to transition every single one of their classes to digital within the week. So they have spring break is next week. So they have that week to completely transition all of their school material to online materials. And, um, you know, that can make things very difficult. Like what if you're taking a dance class? What if you have an exercising class? You know, um, not saying that it's the wrong decision, but I mean, it's going to be a major challenge and it's something that is full at this point, it has fully affected our society. You know, everyone's following suit of the NBA, it seems, and just canceling everything, which, you know, we'll get into that a little more. But that's just our own personal experience. The funny experience. thing is they got Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert's at home playing video games, says he feels as healthy as a horse. Yeah, and he, so, and, I mean, and, uh, I, I don't. Yeah, so we can talk, we can transition right into it, and we'll talk about how, the, how this disease is affecting the sports world and the people involved in sports and the you know the real basis of this all is that Rudy Gobert was the first athlete tested positive with the coronavirus, and then it came out today that Donovan Mitchell obviously has it. And then once you start thinking about that, okay, those guys just played a basketball game, and there's also a video of Ibaka kissing a basketball from Rudy Gobert after he hit a free throw, which is just not aging very well. But you know, you touch that basketball, it's almost guaranteed at some point you're going to touch your face, which means that every player for Toronto has touched their face because you're going to wipe off sweat during the game. Then they get on a plane, a plane that's used by other teams, and suddenly you see it's all connected. So pretty safe to assume essentially everybody or most involved in the NBA have the coronavirus. That's just the NBA. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's, 
you know, this is going to really run rampart through all of us. And I think it's going to, Spencer, I think it goes out without saying that it's going to get better before it gets worse. I mean, it's going to get worse. Oh, no, no, for sure it, gets it will. Better, vice versa. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm hearing target dates of, you know, the end of May, but who really knows? How can you put a target date on this thing when it is right now? It is, it still seems to be, at least in the United States, in its infancy. Yeah, for sure. And uh, in terms of vaccines, I'll tell us to the people, according to Variety, it's about to enter its human testing stages within the few weeks of this podcast date right now. And even then, it'll take about 12 months for a vaccine. But it's good news that in you know 12 months, there will be a vaccine. I've, Israel is doing the same thing. Israel's following suit. They have their own te- human testing coming in with the next week. And from what I understand, they have a much better understanding of the disease itself. So there is something bright on the horizon. You know, we do have access to technology that we didn't have before. So it will get worse. More people are going to give it. They estimate about 40 to 70% of the population will end up with it, uh, which I think is a very realistic thing because of how infectious the disease is. But transitioning a little bit, you know, people say, oh, boohoo, poor athletes, you know, they're probably already healthy. They probably already got over it. And, you know, by shutting down these leagues, it's not anything off their backs because they make millions of dollars. Well, sports isn't just about the players, you know, Think about the fans who spend a bunch of money on the games. Think about the people who work in the stadiums. Those are their livelihoods, you know. And think about us. We're content creators or, you know, that's my main job. That's my main source of income. And if there's no sports going on, it's much harder to create content on a weekly basis. So this is affecting more than just, you know, the few athletes who signed $100 million contracts, you know. Oh, I agree with you 100%, Spencer. You know, it's it's bizarre, and you know, the NHL shut down, and you know, obviously, baseball has shut down. If football was being played, there's no doubt that would be collapsed. They're already collapsing a lot of the other stuff. But you know what? 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 My brother, and you really have your finger on the pulse of this, and you've done a lot of due diligence and research. And I respect what you've done on it. You've thwarted a few of my conspiracy theories, and I respect that as well. But I got to ask you something. Do you believe from the bottom of your heart that there is no cure for this disease at this point in time? No, they, it's already hitting human trials. So we've had two two countries in particular, the United States and Israel, are already going into the testing phase for human people, not just animals. So they don't know if it'll work, obviously, but they're for sure within the next 12 to 18 months, that's the, that's the real estimation from everybody, there will be a vaccine for this disease. There's no doubt there'll be a vaccine for the disease. But the question is, is there one now? And you're saying there's not. And I'm saying there is. I'm saying in three weeks we'll see Tom Hanks and his wife back in America and healthy as the horses. Well, I just think that's... No, yeah. No, I agree. Like, I think they will be. I'm just saying, you know, Spencer, back in the early 90s, you know, I was very young in Detroit. Not that I was very young, but I was young. And I was on the radio in Detroit. And I remember having conversations about, um, about the AIDS virus. And because when did it become prevalent? In 1991, a man named Magic Johnson was diagnosed HIV positive. And it was a gigantic conversation topic just like this is all over the world again. Because, wow, if Magic can get it, Magic made the disease real and made the, made the virus real. And yet Magic Johnson in 2020 is alive, fat, and as healthy as can be. So are you going to tell me there wasn't a cure back then for the HIV virus? Or, or Magic just somehow is a very lucky man? 
And I've said it for a long time. I've kept my I've kept my mouth quiet about that. I surely don't want to get shot or have any kind of. <laughs> but the point is, is let's be realistic here. Magic Johnson's healthy and he should be dead. It's that simple. Based on when he got the disease and where we were supposed to be at with the ability to cure that disease. And he was positive for the HIV virus. They said, well, it's not active in anyone. And they've given us a million excuses why Magic was cured or healthy and other people haven't been. And I think Magic was healthy because he has lots of money. And Magic getting famous. And the, the, and the cure out there for people that they need there to be a cure for. And I have a feeling this may be a very similar thing. You have a different theory, and I really like what you've done in your thoughts about it. But let's see. Like I said, let's see. And you're saying Tom Hanks, yeah, he'll be healthy. Tom Hanks is a man that's, that's pushing 60 years old. He's right at the bottom edge of where it's dangerous, and he's in another country. So, it really, he'll just be healthy in three weeks and okay. He shouldn't be. If you're if you're if you're getting to be in in your sixties, it should take longer and it should be much harsher on you than it would be if you were healthy and in your in your thirties. So let's you know these are the things that we're going to see over time. Like Rudy Gobert, I expect to be healthy very soon. He's a professional athlete, you know, in in the prime of his career. So. I expect him to be healthy naturally over over a period of time. But like I said, we'll see. I don't want to sit here and yell conspiracy theory. The whole thing, just the way it's going down, like like everyone on this planet, I've never lived through a pandemic before. So I don't know what to expect. So, of course, we're all going to be coming up with theories and ideas and stuff like that, and I acknowledge that. But in the same respect, you know, I've seen other deadly diseases in my life that have eventually slowly gone down, AIDS being one of them, and um, at a time when people were dying of it in droves, there were people that were living and they, and the people that were living were famous people. Yeah. So I'll break that down into a few different points. First, we'll talk about Tom Hanks. You know, the parameters when they say seven people who are 70 plus are, you know, the people who are most likely to die. 70 is just, first of all, the age group. Yeah. But you know, most people who are 70 years old do not have the health benefits, do not have access to those kinds of capabilities, especially that Tom Hanks has, you know, he, as you know, maybe as chubby he is, he's not severely overweight. He doesn't have a weak immune system. You know, think about most 70 year olds that, you know, like go to an old folks home, look at the 70 year olds there. It's in a much different standing than Tom Hanks. So I do think we'll see him healthy in three weeks just because he's a, in general, healthier person because of the access to healthcare that he has. And I think that's a major problem, especially in China. And the reason why their mortality rate is so high. And the reason there's so many deaths over there is because you know, even if there is quote unquote free healthcare, I don't see it happening in rural areas. And I certainly, you know, even if they do have access, it's below average. It's it's not what you would expect out of the medical industry and especially not what you would see in the United States. And unfortunately, a lot of 70 year olds are not in very healthy condition. So I think that's why they're dying so much. Now, in terms of magic. Well, yeah, and, yeah. And the diet, like you've mentioned, sure. their diet, it's not regulated. They don't have the Food and Drug Administration exactly. especially running around in rural China saying you can't eat this and you can't eat that. So those things have to be taken into account. Like you said, that's you know, that, that's the precipice of this disease and where it was formulated within rural China is what you're guessing, correct? Yeah. So it started. the disease started in Wuhan, and it, it, yeah. it, it did not come from bat soup. That is a, that is a myth and something that you'll probably see a lot of people in the news say because they don't read actual you know health official governmental health organizations you know word it, it it did come from animals but it came from diseased animals that had deadly pathogens that our body is not prepared to take in it's just what it really comes from you know in these open markets there is no one regulating what they're what they're doing so they were cooking animals with deadly pathogens that our, our bodies have not do not have the capability of right now of defending ourselves again so that's how it spread so fast it just so happens that this 
particular pathogen is so easy to transfer from one person to another. And I want to talk a little bit about Magic Johnson as well. So what I believe to be the case, from, from what I understand, he has HIV, but he does not have AIDS. He was able, there's a stage in between, and he was able to find the right concoction of medication, and that does come with money. He has access to medication that simply other people don't have, other healthcare's will not provide to people, and he was able to keep himself in a regulated zone of HIV. Now, did he find a cure? I don't know. I, if you ask the guy and say, you know, did you have access to a cure before everyone else did? Of course, he'll deny it. So we'll never know the real truth about that. And, and you're right, Spencer. I mean, he does have access to get all, you know, there, there's, when, when you're looking for a cure for a deadly disease that does not have one at the time, you're, you're experimenting. And the more wealthy you are, the more access to these experimental drugs you can get. And when they find one that works a little more, you hammer yourself with that. And it makes sense. And it's fair. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, you got to have money to do that stuff. And I get it. But I would hate to think that there's cures for things that they keep out of certain people's hands for population control and other things like that. And that's the big conspiracy running around right now, obviously, is that this is a man-made, this is a man-made um, virus. And, uh, you know, and it's being put in play for population control. That seems to be one of the, the my, my favorite uh, conspiracy yeah, theories no, for going sure. on right now. Yeah, and, and to respond to that, I'll say this. I believe no one would ever make a biological virus weapon because it can't be contained to one target audience. So it would, you know, I'm just going to say it's impossible. No one would ever be stupid enough to create a virus weapon because they themselves are so vulnerable to it that it would make no sense that the people that you're supposedly protecting, like, you know, the popular areas that China made this weapon, even if they it somehow perfectly launched into the United States and started the United States, it would be doing the exact same thing it is now, and it would have spread to China already. So it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? No, but, but I'm still saying, Spencer, that, that what, what about China regulating their population on their own, having a cure and letting it letting it do some depletion and then starting to, you know, waiting till it gets to the point where they say, okay, let's pull out the cure. And that's why you're saying it would affect them. Yeah. They've already got a cure. They can even inject themselves and make themselves immune to the virus. So, you know, and they say, well, we you know it's like, it's like you're watching the hourglass. Okay. Now's the time. Now I'm not saying this is what I believe by any means. I'm saying this is part of the conspiracy theories that we're dealing with right now. And it's not that they are overly blown far fetched because a pandemic is something very rare. Again, I've been alive twice as long as you, and I've never seen anything like this in my life. My guess is I probably won't again, and there's probably a good chance you'll never see this again. I mean, it's a really rare thing. And so when it happens, it's hard to conceive of this, as, as we, you and I were texting earlier, you know, and half serious. Uh, you know, in, in rural China, yeah, you know, they've been eating and celebrating and, and the rituals they do for, for hundreds of years. And this, this is brand new. So it's like, well, why now? Why all of a sudden? You know, that's, you know, especially with all this been going on in the Far East and everything, why now? And that's, that's, that's why the conspiracy theories, too, on several levels make sense. I'm just not sure I'm buying them. Yeah, no, and, you know, there's some validity to that, of course. You know, just to that, I would say the study of pathogens is really complex, and, you know, when it will develop within animals is something that is impossible to predict. So we don't know what animal it specifically came from, and that's like asking any question, why did any disease happen at any time? Why did the, sw the swine flu start? You know, these pathogens lay dormant for, you know, thousands of years, and 
there is a specific time period. <laughs> I would have to end up looking it up and do an entire podcast, you know, about it, just the origins of where pathogens come from. And maybe I'll try to explain it in some sort of simple video. But there is the discern of that. But, you know, over the patterns of when diseases emerge over time, that wouldn't support the case that it's random, you know, because diseases come up at different times. And every single time, this was not the theory, you know what I'm saying? So, like, why would it be now versus something like the swine flu? It's just the complexities of the science behind pathogens is, is so hard to understand by someone who isn't, you know, studying science that I just can't believe it, nor do I believe it. Because even, you know, again, pathogens are so complex that if someone to make a weapon, it could change in an instant, you know, pathogens are very good at surviving certain things. So I find it hard to believe that someone would have a, a, a for all cure that they'd be prepared for, even if the disease were to take a different direction in and of itself. You know, I think thinking of COVID as one thing and not some sort of complex issue is simplify like oversimplifying the actualization of the situation <laughs> to put yeah, it to put I, it in I, terms. I, I, i'm agreeing with this you yeah. know i i i think that uh you know you, you got to take it seriously and you yeah. can't really you know until you can prove that there is a conspiracy until you have some really profound and like you said not Tom, Dick, and Harry creating these theories because there's a lot of profit to be made. Oh a lot my of gosh, so much! By, 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 yeah, by by coming up with uh, by being the hero and coming up with the the breaking the code, so to speak. And when they don't have the code, they're throwing they're throwing darts in the dark. But people are grabbing and grasping at straws. So why not grab onto a dart in the dark? And that's what people are doing. Oh, of course. I agree with you. I think that you, you cannot take this lightly. You cannot simplify it. You have to take it at face value until otherwise noted. You know, and uh, I don't care whether you like the president or you don't listen to him right now because he's definitely not speaking on his own. He is being advised by the CDC and people that he's actually listening to because he knows how serious this is. And he, he's who he is. But the point is, is now's the time to listen because what he's saying, because he's going to get the ear of most people, is the most up-to-date information there is. And you know what? I, I have to agree. You know, a lot of people do not like the president of the United States. That's pretty clearly noted just from regular conversations. But listen to the CDC and, you know, at the same time, you, you can listen to what he's saying as well. And he may not be the most informed. He may, some, he may say some very silly things. But at the end of the day, believe in governmental organizations. You know, don't believe in the shadow government because that's exactly what creates panic. That's exactly what, for, like, you know, puts people tons of people in the store buying out everything and causing you know actual panic people just calm down listen to the cdc they're not telling everyone to go to the stores and buy every piece of toilet paper in existence you know they may be profiting the most out of all of this but you know what i'm saying just the more calm we are as people and the more advice we listen to from government to organizations i believe the safer we're going to be otherwise why the heck do we believe in our government at all i have two words for the for the general public and i've been saying this all the time do me a favor, people. Stay civilized. Please. I should have added three words because I should have put the please at the end. <laughs> but stay civilized. And by staying civilized, that means when someone's coughing on the street, okay, number one, first and foremost, do not start ridiculing. People do not, like I said at the beginning, I made a joke out of it saying, uh, you know, about, about whether people would rather have you fired or cough. But that is a joke, but it is absolutely real right now. When you cough in public, it, you are embarrassed. People are scared to cough. They're scared to sneeze. It's like almost like a Holocaust environment. You know, like, oh, my God, you're wearing a yellow star. You're a Jew. You got, I mean, but yeah. to a degree, that's not a joke. 
People, I've seen it. People like glare at this cough I've had. I've been glared at. Like, how dare you be outside of quarantine? You're right. This common cold should be quarantined. I agree. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah. the point is, my point is, stay civilized. Please. You know what? You don't have to walk across the street and the person, if, the, if somebody coughs or sneezes on you, yeah, that's a problem right now. <laughs> yeah. I hope nobody's more. That's how you get the, just the common flu in and of itself. That's just a bad practice in general yeah, to cough and sneeze yeah, on that's, someone. That's, yeah, that's just, that's common courtesy. But for God's sakes, don't make someone feel bad for having a cold or being sick. Believe me, nobody wants to be sick right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, getting back to the sports side of things, you know, I, I, I want to try to focus on that a little bit. How long do you think this hiatus will be for sports? Do you think it'll last the full year until the vaccine comes out? God almighty, Spence, that's such a good question. Because I, I, like I said, from, from pretty, at least reliable sports casters, like what do they know? But they're all saying that they're, that they're kind of hunkering down through May. And that's what everyone's saying. You know, we should be done with this or at least turn the corner by May. Mm. I don't know how they're saying that. I don't that's know what either. I'm for me, for me, I'm going to say, you know, if what we're hearing is true, that the, that the virus hates the heat and stuff like that, I think, you know, that's why I think they're saying May. And I think that would be my best guess, like, like, like over the course of some, at some point over the summer. If we're taking a full year and us to get to another Valentine's Day, without sports and all that to this virus, Spencer, if we get to Valentine's Day next without sports and this virus, there are going to be a lot of fatalities if we're going that far. Trust me, because there's no way they're going to shut us down unless we're seeing fatalities. And if we're seeing fatalities, then yeah, it's going to be shut down for a long time. Yeah, which would be very unfortunate because it's my livelihood and without sports coverage, then that means I don't have a job. So I'm hoping it doesn't last that long. They're saying the NBA has predicted 30 days. They must have access to information we don't if they're putting a target date on 30 days from now. I don't know what that means. I have also heard this heat thing, and I've <laughs> my source for this is John Oliver. He says, yes, in the history, uh, it, historically, you know, the heat does help diminish disease, but it doesn't mean it's go, it goes away. It, it could come back even worse. But hopefully by the time it comes back, we'll have the vaccine ready. That's all I can say about the heat. We don't actually know for sure if it'll help. It's just something that has historically happened. Um like, yeah. That's what they're saying, and I'll tell you this. I'm not shutting down you and Caleb from playing one-on-one basketball. We could still have sports. He play. might make that they excuse, but I'm not going to let him. I'll say that. No, we, absolutely not. I'm, we'll tell him we'll, we'll straight up get tested. We'll have somebody there to blood test your goal. <laughs> we'll, be re- we'll be ready right before. And, uh, well, all we got to do is put up some advertising for it. And hell, with no sports, I know we might play in fun. You guys <laughs> might pack the match. Yeah, because when all this was going on, even MSG was still you know packed out. Everyone was ready to go to sporting, but anyway, so if we're the only one out there, maybe we can get a huge crowd, and this will be great for the show if there is a positive to make out of all of this. Here, here's what I do. If I'm UNLV and I'm universities around the country right now, this is a time when you let your gymnastic team play. You let your women's volleyball team play. You let a couple of these sports play because they will grow in popularity exponentially right now. And maybe that could have a residual lasting effect. I doubt it. But the point is, these are sports that don't draw a lot of people right now. I'm telling you right now, a game of televised tiddlywinks is going to draw a lot of people. From what I understand, the WNBA is still going forward with their operations as of right now. And they're not starting too soon, obviously. So that could be really big for them, but I don't know how that would go down. But uh, yeah, I mean, in theory, that's that works pretty well. Um, 
Yeah, well, it's good for publicity right now, Spencer. Trust me, if we're still in lockdown, the day that the WNBA is supposed to start, they'll make their announcement too. They're going to hold off as long as they can, just like the NFL. It's smart. Yeah. You know, it's smart. The NFL is not going to hold their mini camps and stuff, but they're by no means saying they're canceling the 2020 season. Okay, now now that you mentioned that, this is a great time to bring this up, and I want to talk to you about this. And I seem to be in the minority, and I was very surprised. I talked about this Jose last night, getting away from Corona for just a moment. Are you for the idea of the NFL draft? I actually don't like it at all. Like the way yeah, it's going to go down me. with the boat and stuff. I don't like it. Yeah, it's just it, it's too much of a show. And, you know, you're turning football. I mean, I remember, you know, you, you do too. Rocky Three. You ever see Rocky Three? Of course, I love that movie. Okay, well, a tremendous movie with Mr. T and stuff. But the way Apollo Creed came out and and practiced and it was all a show, and he got killed in the ring. Excuse me, it was Rocky Four, not Rocky, Rocky Four, III. right? Rocky Four, and he got killed in the ring because it was all a show. We got to be very careful. We don't start making a sport as violent as football too much of a show. Because this is ridiculous. This is a game. It's a gladiatorial violent sport. It's just like boxing. And it's not a show. It is entertainment. And it, these are, and it's a show for us. But for those guys in the field, it's not a show. And if we start letting them think it's a show, which is getting more and more that way, man, it gets really scary. Because the violence of that game is not really curtailed. The officials are curtailing hits and stuff. They're not curtailing the violence of the game. It only intensifies because to be a star, you've got to be mega, mega violent to be a star in that league. And also, I'm thinking about it this way, too. So they're going to be on a boat in the middle of of this, um, excuse me, what's the casino? I, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's in the middle of the Bellagio. Area. The Bellagio, Bellagio Fountain, excuse me. Right, right, right. Where's the media going to be? You know, the media drives the NFL draft more than anybody in the world. You know, the NFL draft will do its due diligence in advertising it. But we, the media, are the one who, who makes it as big as it is. Where are we going to be? Standing on the outside with everyone else? Are we going to be cramped in what some about- room, like in the Bellagio? I don't want that. To, I don't want that to be my scenario. What, what about in little, in little boats? <laughs> yeah, we'll, around. we'll have like one of those single right, paddle yeah. boats or something like that where we paddle with our legs. Right, they, they'll, they'll bring... They'll bring the gondolas over from the Venetian. <laughs> we'll all be riding, floating around in gondolas. I don't know. It's a really good question, Spencer. I think, you know, those restaurants that border the, the, the uh, I guess is those restaurants that border the, the, the um, you know, the big moat out in front of the Bellagio, they'll probably clear those out and probably compensate the restaurant owners and stuff for that day and uh, let media, they'll have, they'll, they'll, one of the restaurants will probably be for media stuff on those and that's my guess because i know they're going to build something tremendous some type of a stage that's ridiculous to fit over there i don't think they're going to build platforms throughout the entire fountain because then it would take away from what they're doing why not just have it inside if you're not gonna exactly so 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 i believe they're gonna they're gonna make some kind of unique stage and i will bet all behind them where you know all behind where those where the moat is and those restaurants and places those will all be where the media sits the family the families and stuff like that, and then they'll have some kind of an area out along Las Vegas Boulevard for the general public. But it's going to be very interesting to see the layout because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, exactly. I don't want binoculars to see who's getting drafted. And also think about how long this draft is going to take. Think about how long it takes in between picks, first of all. And then think about how long it is you know once you decide. Draft is going to take, <laughs> as soon as the Washington Redskins say, as soon as Roger Goodell stands up and says, with the second pick in the NFL draft, <laughs> 
the Washington Redskins take Chase Young. To me, right then, the draft is over. That's when my interest is gone. Okay? <laughs> because because I... we know we know Joe, Joe Burrow and Chase Young. I guess the interest is strong after that because who the hell else is next? The Lions? What are we going to take? I hear rumor out that we're taking two. I don't want to get into this now. It's a conversation for another time. But my God in heaven, it's, it is so overblown what they're doing. You know, they're making it Vegas style, but you know, I don't want people to come to expect this every year. The draft is exciting the way it's always been. A guy yeah. walks up on stage, he cries, his family cries. That's always been a great draft. Yeah, where the family's going to be. I don't know why we can't, we can't go into the MGM Garden Arena and have a draft in there. I don't know why. Or the, you know, the T-Mobile Arena, anything. You know, so I, yeah. everyone seems to be so for it. But, you know, I, and this is a very real reality for both of us, first of all, because we're both going to be going. <laughs> so this isn't just us, like, complaining in general. We're going to be actually a part of this. So as I want, I'm going to be there, obviously, because it's my media duty to do so. I'm just saying I don't think they've thought about this as much as they should have. No, and if they have, if they have, and, and, you know, the one thing I will tell you about Las Vegas, and you know this, Spencer, and I've been here now for geez, 15, 16 years, this place never, ever ceases to amaze me. And I can't say it never surprises me because it does surprise me, but it's not a surprise where I'm like, wow, because it's always a wow here. So to think that they've got something really in the works that's hush-hush because it's right around the corner. You know, I won't be, if all of a sudden we get out there, it is just the greatest setup and stage, and you and I, yeah. like, wow, we stand corrected. That's Las Vegas, man. I mean, Las Vegas is is an incredible city with the most ingenious uh, architectural people in the world that come here and do, you know, the, the architectural design of these places, the ingenuity that they come up with designing things. Nothing will surprise me. I hope that that is what happens and it's not like we're saying wow they should have never done this and there is a concern that that's what it's going to end up being yeah and i know it sounds like i'm being a doomer and stuff like that i hope it's great and you know i know i don't expect it to be a failure i'm just saying these are some of the things that i'm worrying about but getting back to the coronavirus um just to wrap things up a little bit do you agree that they should have canceled everything like you think that adds to the panic or do you think it was probably the right decision you know, it definitely adds to the panic. I think that's that's overstating the obvious. But but as far as the right decision goes, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm like everyone else. I'm like, wow, man, isn't this just too much? How do you get, you know, the way you contain this thing, make it mandatory to wear, to wear a, fuck, a freaking mask in public. Make everyone, if you walk out of your house, you don't have a surgical mask on, you're going to get a ticket. We could implement that. And it could happen. And all of us can live with surgical masks. And you know what? When you look at how the virus spreads, that has got to immediately start really containing it. And all we got to do is mandatory surgical masks for everyone in the country. And we give them out at will. You don't have to buy them. We're going to give them out to you. You're outside. You better have a surgical mask on. You're a public. And and as funny and as stupid as it seems, it's not that hard to do. Maybe it's not yeah. that hard to do. Maybe it can help with the census. <laughs> that would really yeah, help for, for the sure census, the 2020 census. Sure that. I, mean, I mean, all Donald's got to do is say vote for me on all of them. We'll all know where it came from. And, and everyone will be wearing the thing that says vote for me. Custom make America great again. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and I mean, if he comes up with that, even though I did, he can steal my idea. I'll vote for him. If he can pull that out, because I'll tell you, Spencer, yeah. it really is a smart move. And even if everyone didn't do it, if you got the vast majority to all just wear masks because it's spread pretty much through the mouth and the nose of, yeah. the, of the carrier. And so block it. 
and what else not you know it, it's going to start containing this thing people will get healthy and you'll, you'll you'll definitely start finding out who has it and who doesn't and we could be done with this thing by the end of may and i believe <laughs> that but i just don't know how you do it i mean you know what do i give trump a call and say dude this is a pretty easy fix here maybe i'll yeah. on everyone i'm sure the the white house has like a phone number or something on google right <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you who's gonna love it Spencer. all the ugly people in the world are gonna love it <laughs> it'll be great for me yeah. only be able to see your eyes i have beautiful no, eyes actually I, so i this this is sounding better and better as we talk about Spencer, it you are a Spencer, you are a diamond in the rough. No one's buying that. You're a handsome young man, and you can say whatever you want about yourself. You're not somebody that's going to benefit from the mask, but we definitely know some people who will for sure. And uh, and and like I said, so it won't hurt anybody. You know, that's right. And uh, and and I, I, but but I mean, what do you think? What do you think of a, a harebrained idea like that? I wish they would do it. The only unfortunate part is everyone's pretty much bought out every surgical mask in existence. So due to the panic. I would love to see it, you know, it, as, although it won't like 100% contain the virus, it'll definitely help uh, from spreading the virus. And um, I know Trump has already stopped travel to and from Europe. There's no, we know there's no like, containing. The word containment is ludicrous. Yeah, this no, virus for sure. Is a pandemic. There's no containing. There's finding a cure and getting rid of. And that's what we're waiting for. Containment. Forget about it. Like I said, what my little stupid idea is probably the closest thing you're going to get to containment. I, yeah, and you know what? I do tend to agree with that as well. So, and it'll definitely, you know, before even you know beyond just preventing the disease from spreading, it'll stop people from touching their face and their mouth. Which you know, I've tend to, I've noticed myself doing it too. It's like, all right, okay, I can't do it. And if you have a mask, you physically can't do it. You know, so uh, I have to agree with you on that point. Yeah, I mean, give, give everyone Nerf balls. When you touch your face, everyone's got a nerf ball. If you can touch your face, throw it at them. <laughs> That's right. Touch your face, dude. Or maybe you maybe know? some penalty flags. That would even be great. It's almost like a party foul. But if you Seriously. see someone, you... <laughs> Let's make this fun. I mean... Yeah, it, no it, kidding. What a, what, a, what a bad word. But, but, but I mean, seriously, I just... You know, no, this is... That's the problem and why I agree with everything else. You can't contain it. Um, and you, but you also can't just let it run rampart yeah. and say, well, let's, let's run, run it, let, let us run its course. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of old people are going to die if you do that. So you got to do what you're doing right now. You're working on the cure. I'm not a hundred percent sold on the conspiracy theory of, of, uh, of, uh, of it being cured already. But I think you have a really valid point that the reason celebrities and, and people that are wealthy get cured is because they can try a million things and the rest of us, you know, the rest of us are stuck with giving Echinacea and green tea a shot. You know, yeah. those guys can go to the top health facilities in the world and spend a fortune on every single cure known to man. And that is their, that, that is their prerogative because of where they are in their life. And, where, and so I guess we can't hate on them for that. Because no. you're right, that was a really good point about Magic Johnson that I got to start throwing into my theory. <laughs> exactly. Magic Johnson Mag, Magic Johnson is probably one of the three or four people that can afford appointment with God. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what can you, he might have sat down with him and got cured. You never know. Yeah, exactly. So that's actually transitioning to one of the last things I want to talk about in something that we're definitely on the same uh, boat with. You know, people need to be aware of people profiting off of fear mongering. And I'll give one great example of something that I just hate to see and something that just makes everything worse. We we talked about this even on the show, not this exactly, but Jim Baker, he's selling a drink made from silver and claims that it cures the coronavirus. I mean, seriously, it's that it's it's not illegal, and I wish it was, right? I mean, that, isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard in your life? Yeah, it is moronic. Jim, you ought to give this thing to Tammy, to Tammy Faye, because I don't know what's going to cure her. 
yeah. So, you know, people be aware look at the bottom of your websites of these so-called sources you know make because you see different sources and i've seen sources too you see them on twitter click this link and everything looks legitimate you see a picture and you scroll to the bottom it's not backed by any it's by it's backed by some guy in his basement named like james you know blogger or something like that basically just something someone made because you can make websites so easily now through wordpress it's ridiculous you can make them for free so trust the cdc trust the government as much as people don't want to, you know, they are working with the top scientists of the world right now. And I'm going to choose to believe them because I believe in the American system, even with all its flaws. We need to make T-shirts, Spencer. Let's capitalize on this. Instead of being a fear monger, let's capitalize. So SC, the famous SC logo, has always stood for Sports Center. We're going to make it stay civilized. And we're going to make up T-shirts I like and it. sell them to everyone. On the back, it'll say Corona, and we'll have the Corona beer logo. And on the front, it's going to say Stay Civilized. I love it. What do you think? That sounds so great. You know, me and you, me and you, need, me and you need to get to a homemade T-shirt shop. And make hey, one there's one. There, I have, there's a shirt option. We'll yeah. spread that. <laughs> there's a shirt right now for buy one get one for custom T-shirts. So maybe we'll have to look into that. But yeah, final We're messages going. from me uh, before before we sign off here. I just want to say, should you go out and lick doorknobs? No, <laughs> I'm not saying the disease is nothing. The disease is obviously serious because it is killing people at a 2% rate. While that might seem small, when you talk about it infecting, you know, about 70% of people, that number starts to become pretty big, right? Should you go out and, you know, buy toilet paper and every frozen food you can get your hands on? No, you shouldn't do that either. I think there's a happy medium, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think those are good, good parting words and good way to end it because, yes, you know, you do not... There is no need to hit a panic button at a 2% death rate, and we already understand that it's weakened immunity systems. Yes, people like my, my friend Brian Shapiro do need to be careful. Brian is diabetic. Those <laughs> yeah. type of people in life, you do need to be a little for bit sure. more careful. But for the most part, take your vitamins, stay healthy, don't cough on people, don't wipe your face, and again, stay civilized. I couldn't. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Brian, thank you so much for, for joining. And actually, before we end, I want to talk about, you can follow us on social media. We will not be giving you updates on the coronavirus because unlike most people, we do not feel as though we are qualified to tell you anything. We're just going to direct it to the CDC if you ask us. But if you do want sports content, I'll still be making some, obviously. You can follow us on at Adeline Fox LV on, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also follow the show, Delivering Sports, on Twitter and Instagram, at Delivering Sports. Well, Spencer and I, I was part of this. That is awesome. Spencer does a great job. And he started the show by saying that I was your boss in our life. I'm not your boss in anything. <laughs> Spencer is one of the most gifted, young, talented guys around. Eventually, I, he may be my boss. You better never forget who started you off, brother, because I love what you're doing. I've thought about, you trust me, I have already have plans on putting us on ESPN. I'm not going anywhere without you. I appreciate you, my friend. We <laughs> yeah. will uh, we have a good night. Um, have a good night cover-up. And remember, don't. From now on, I'm going to give people advice. Listen up. Don't use a cough to hide a fart. Use a <laughs> fart to hide a cough. That's right. Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right, everyone stay safe. Thank you so much, Brian. Bye-bye.